Hi, I'm Rachel Monteleone and welcome to Kittypedia, the podcast. I'm not an expert. However, I do speak with them with the view of providing you with expert information and advice to help you be the best parent that you can be. Together, let's give children the life they deserve and a positive future. Hello and welcome. Well, getting children to eat their vegetables has been the bane of parents' existence for eons, a dilemma that almost all parents face at one point or another. It's common, of course, amongst your frustration that you worry if your child is getting enough nutrients from the foods they're eating to help support their growth and development. One way to overcome this, of course, is the age-old trick of sneaking in the vegetables into the foods that they already love. Now, even if this is something that you're already doing, there's no harm in acquiring some new and creative tips. So to help share some inspiration, we welcome back Siobhan Boyle, CEO of Jamie Oliver's Ministry of Food, who Kittypedia is so honoured to be in partnership with. Today, Siobhan is going to share her expert tips how you can include veggies in your kids' favourite recipes. Thank you so much for joining us and welcome back. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Lovely to see you again and thank you very much for having us back on um, to have a chat about this very important topic because it is a, a conversation that I know parents are having probably daily across the country about how <laughs> do we get our kids to eat more vegetables. Veggies. Uh, well, let's, well, let's just face it, at the end of the day, all we just want is for, for kids to eat their veggies. Um, <laughs> And But what we want, of course, and what um, is sort of our reality, it's vastly two different things and the struggle is real. So with this, you know, I have to ask just initially, why do you think this is actually is and has always been the case? What are your thoughts? Um, well, I, I don't know whether you remember being a child, um, but it, it, it's one of those things that vegetables have a funny perception when you're children and, and um, a lot of kids seem to have barriers to eating them they they don't like them and they you know especially when they're at school they're like no I don't like this because the other kids don't like it and so um you know you've got that little bit of negative peer pressure and the negative um, connotations associated with veggies and actually do you know what it's it's one of those things that we've learned through delivering our programs that if you can get kids really excited about fruit and vegetables from a young age, um, they're much more likely to try new ingredients and be acceptable to trying different recipes and different ingredients. So um, I know that it is that age old problem that, you know, children seem to put barriers up and they don't like veg. But, um, you know, there are there are two methods of attack here. You know, one is hiding those vegetables in in your kids favorite recipes. So, you know, by coarsely grating, you know, zucchinis and onions and carrots into a sauce, you know, they're cunningly disguised in a tomato sauce, which will go you know, with your favorite pasta and meatball recipe or, you know, can be spread onto a beautiful pizza. Um, and that's a great way of kind of hiding the veggies. But, you know, another way that we find works brilliantly is also getting those kids really excited about that particular fruit or vegetable and taking them on that journey about a particular fruit or vegetable. And then they kind of go, oh, actually, I didn't know those fun facts. And they try it and they might think it's okay, 
but then they might try it again and they actually go, oh, actually, that's really delicious. And sometimes it's that whole perception of going, well, I don't like a tomato, but when I put a tomato with some basil or I put a tomato with some cheese, it becomes really yummy. And, and so it is, you know, bringing them on that journey with you. Um, I, my fondest memories are have, were in the kitchen. They, um, I remember learning to cook from a really young age. So I was really lucky. So I had that influence from a young age where um, I had these positive eating habits instilled. And But not everyone is lucky enough to be able to do that because they're time poor. And also not everyone has access to the wide variety of fresh ingredients. So we're, we, you know, part of what we want to do is inspire parents to not only sort of work with their kids and, and, you know, get them inspired in the kitchen, but also, you know, we know that there are always going to be times when it is really hard and, you know, sneaking those veggies in and making them part of a meal. And, you know, like another great example is um, putting cauliflower into a mac and cheese sauce. So, you know, something which, you know, kids all love mac and cheese, don't they? I don't know any child. (laughs) But if you mash up your cauliflower and put it into the sauce, it suddenly is something super, super delicious. But you're, you know, you're making something which can be considered a little bit naughty sometimes, something (laughs) which is, you know, packed full of veggies. So it is, it's those clever little tricks, which are always, you know, handy to have up your sleeve. Um, And then, you know, but I think, you know, if you can get your kids involved in the process too, it suddenly changes that perception, even if they see you mashing that cauliflower, and then they get to try it. They're like, Oh, actually, that's not so bad. So yes. you know, this is this is something that you know we try and encourage, and you know we want every single person in Australia to be cooking from scratch. And um, we want to get. We've had kids as young as three doing our Learn Your Fruit and Veg program, so we know we can get them in there, um, cutting and chopping and mixing and and having a good time and getting their hands in. And you know, and you know, kids of all ages, even the grown up kids, can still um, learn some new tricks. Talking about fun facts, I just I just wanted to share this um, slightly off topic, but it's sort of I just wanted to bring this up <laughs> just to see what your thoughts were. You know how I was asking before about you know why, why is it that kids have always um, sort of not liked uh, vegetables? I read a quote yesterday, um, and I'll, I'll share the link um, in the show notes. I just found it fascinating. So quoting what they say in this study that but um, our ancestors lived with lots of toxic plants, and as we evolved, um, a, a gene that makes, uh, I guess, the toxic toxic plants um, taste bitter, um, actually to discourage us from eating them and actually making us silk, sick. So ch- children probably evolved a stronger aversion to bitter taste because um, they haven't yet learned what plants, um, I guess, were dangerous. And this obviously is part of our evolution. So we learned what plants were safe. Um, and I know that we lose half of our taste receptors by the age that we're 20, which actually makes veg- vegetables taste a little bitter. So from my understanding, it's actually part of a, a evolution <laughs> as to how and why um, vegetables t- uh, tasted bitter it was to protect us. Um, and as I was just mentioning, that our, our taste receptors change and our palate changes. Um, so, do you find that, that partly because that that's the reason why a lot of children don't like the taste of vegetables because of the bitterness in them, or not? I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think some some vegetables can can have that um, very bitter flavour, and also like um, when you're eating vegetables 
out of season. They can sometimes not yeah. taste as flavorsome as they should. And that's Very the same true. with any fruit or vegetable. Um, if you're eating things when you shouldn't be eating them, they can taste a bit bland and boring, or they can be, taste a little bit bitter. You know, for, you know, with tomatoes, actually, you say about sort of things being poisonous. They used to be, um, because of the color of tomatoes, they used to think that they were poisonous berries because when they just got, people used to, when they first got discovered, they were like, oh, well, these look like they're, they're poisonous. And, no um, and actually, um, now, you know, obviously they're the most popular, well, fruit or vegetable, whichever way you look at them <laughs> in the world. But if you eat them out of season, I mean, I do, they taste watery and they taste disgusting. Very and, true. And you're like, well, what is the point? And so I totally get that. If you're eating things and they don't taste flavorsome, even a carrot out of season, doesn't have that beautiful sweetness and that deliciousness that you associate with eating carrots. So it is, it's really important not only to, you know, be just putting any old vegetables on your children's plate or sneaking any old vegetables. If you can try and eat seasonally, which is something we teach across our two programs, that's a great way of getting them to eat the best in season, get the best flavor, but also for the parents, you're getting the best price point for those fruit and vegetables too. So it's a win-win flavor yes. and cost, which are two things which are going to sort of help you on that journey um, with your family. And so in your opinion, so do you think it's important for parents to persist in trying to uh, give their children, you know, whole fruits and vegetables with a view of trying to make them just familiar with new foods and just, um, I guess, strengthening their palate? Yeah, I think I think you know. There's always with, with all of us, there are things that we are going to like, and there are going to be things that we don't like, and that's because as humans, we're all different. But I think it's really important, and I know it's really important to um, to show your children a range of different ingredients, yeah. and a, you know, a rainbow of different fruits and vegetables, um, because you know sometimes you try something and you don't like it. And then you try it in a different way and you actually like it a little and then you like it some more. So it just pretend, it is, you know, not sort of sort of ruling things out um, and then, you know, making sure that you are introducing them to a rainbow of um, fruit and vegetables because we know that the different colours of fruits and vegetables, um, you know, mean that you're getting a wide variety of nutrients into your children. And, you know, sort of and, and you know, you will find those fruits and vegetables that they do like as well. And um, and making sure that, you know, on the plate, um, you know, we always teach a balanced plate when we're teaching about fruits and vegetables and, and, and about cooking. And, you know, it's, it's showing kind of how the plate should look. Um, and, you know, you can do when they're really little, you can do lots of fun things, can't you, with the plates and depending on how much time you have as well. I, I am in mind that it, their parents are very time poor nowadays. But, you know, there's lots of fun ways of encouraging, you know, eating of fruit and vegetables. But even if it's, you know, when they're really little, having those bite sized pieces that makes it very approachable for them. And, you know, the, with the finger food, you know, then they can, they have total control over what they're eating. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, sort of not putting too much on their plate too, because that can be quite confronting. So it's, you know, kind of going, okay, you didn't like that last time. Well, let's try something new. And okay, let's find things that we do like, as well as sneaking in a few into those, those hidden vegetable dishes. <laughs> and, and you could, I mean, you can even sneak in, you know, some zucchini into a burger mixture. So it's kind of, you know, it's those clever little things and carrots great in a burger mm. mixture too, you know, you know, getting, making your homemade burgers, which most children do like. And, and, you know, 
getting that coarsely grated vegetable in there. It was just another way of kind of lifting the vegetable content um, without <laughs> it becoming a really arduous process at meal yes. times because, you know, we're all busy and <laughs> meal sure. times can be notoriously hard. And, um, you know, you don't want people to have negative connotations with food because it should be such a joy and such a pleasure to eat. And you want that perception and that 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 positivity to sort of be, you know, included in your family meal times. Yes. You know, through COVID, I guess when health has really been, um, it's been at the forefront of our minds. Uh, there's never been I think a better opportunity for parents to instill in their children how important vegetables actually are and how pretty much food can be used as medicine almost. Uh, do you think that it especially um, it's like valuable to expose children um, to this wisdom now during this time in particular? What are your oh, thoughts? Hundred percent. I mean, it's 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 almost like you want to explain why things are good for them so that they know that yeah. they kind of they're going to give them superpowers. So, you know, if, if you know that um, so the bananas contain potassium and that is going to help you and, and lots of energy. So when you it's going to make you run faster, you're going to go, oh, my goodness, this is great. I'm going to be a super runner by eating this. And then, you know, that a capsicum is packed full of vitamin C and this is going to help you fight colds and illness. And you're like, oh, this is amazing. So it's almost if you can kind of you give those ingredients their superpowers um, then they're like, oh, well, I'd become like a superhero if I eat those different ingredients. So yeah. it's really important. And every parent and every child, they want to be, they want to learn the best and they want to run the best and they want to know what things yes. are going to sort of enhance them in the best possible way. So I think if you're putting that positive positivity on those ingredients and they're like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to be super calm if I eat celery or I'm going to be, you know, yes. I'm going to be able to fight off this. And and it's it's pretty cool when you think about it like that, isn't it? Well, I think it's just about the age appropriate information, um, communicating how you can sort of get through to them and, you know, as to why eating the vegetables is so crucial to their short and their long-term health as well. So I think, as you said, superheroes and those types of things, so it's a really powerful messages. For, for the little ones. Um, and just mentioning before too, I would just say how the palate changes. Do you think that children's palate, palates can and do change over time? And for that reason then, that it's actually important for them to have exposure to as many different foods as early as possible? Because I just wanted to expand on that just a little bit. You, you did mention it earlier. Yeah. And I think that's, a th you've got to sort of try that sort of range of foods and, yep. um, and you know, I think it's, you know, you, you're ingraining those really positive habits from a young age, um, the more exposure to different flavors and different ingredients they have, the more likely they are to transition those positive habits into adulthood. So, um, mm. you know, it's, it's really, you know, it's really important to, to, to do that. And, um, I think it's something crazy, like there's sort of 21 times of trying something to really kind of. That you know, many, 21. Yes. Wow. To be, to be sure. Um, yes. And so, you know, it's, it, I mean, obviously, if you're getting a really negative reaction, you probably might want to stop. But throwing um, at the wall. Yes. Exactly. And and sometimes it does help when you've got, you know, sort of, you know, I, I mentioned earlier about the peer, the, I suppose the negative peer pressure that you sometimes get about vegetables are yucky and everyone going, oh, no, I don't like them. Whereas, you know, what we have found is we also have that um, that positive peer pressure when we do go in to preschools and primary schools and we take in, 
you know, um, you know, except one of the cards that surprised me actually is a broccoli card. And we took in some broccoli to kids and I was like, oh, I don't know whether this one's going to go down well. You know, our kid's going to like broccoli. I mean, it's a bit of a divider. It seems to be one that some kids love, some kids hate. And, um, you know, we did a big um, sort of hands up at the beginning of the class and who loves this? And, you know, it was a bit of a mixed bag. And I was just amazed by sort of how, because they were helping sort of to chop the broccoli and then they made a dressing and then they got to scrunch ingredients. Um, they then, um, they all tried it. And at the end of the class, they were all like, actually, that was really yummy. And so even the haters will, became lovers of broccoli at the end of the class. And that was the same with beetroot too. And you're just kind of like, it, blow, it kind of blows your mind how receptive children can be to trying new things, especially when they had that positive environment to try things in. And Absolutely. Also, you know, when you've got positive peer pressure too. So it can be a total win um, at school to get um, those positive habits instilled. Also, you know, you get, if you get a tricky one in the class, you're like, I hate this, I hate this. It makes it really difficult too. So, um, you know, you've got to, I, I suppose, pick your audience. But um, yeah. I think it's as many exposures as you can possibly get to instill those food, positive food habits. And it's not just getting them to try ingredients for the nutritional benefits. We also know that it also sort of helps with learning and it also helps with their mental health outcomes oh, as well, completely. which translates into later life. So there's so many reasons why this is so important because um, if, you agree with kids, you. if you get them right to eating the right food before the age of 14, they are much less likely to suffer from negative mental health outcomes. So diet and positive um, eating habits, it's, it's so important that they get ingrained. And if it, even if it is in these delicious recipes that there are links to on, on the blog, um, you know, which, you know, I, I say the, the, the mac and cheese with um, cauliflower is particularly good. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, especially now it's a bit colder. Um, I'm 100% pushing for that one. And that's, a, that's an adult favorite too. Love it. Well, I just wanted to acknowledge we published your article titled Including Veggies in Your Kids' Favorite Recipes Now. For someone who hasn't read the article yet, could you please tell us what it's about and what inspired you to write it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as, as we touched on at the beginning of, um, of our chat today, it is one of those subjects that is, I think it plays in everyday life for parents. And I think it, it needs to have that positive spin rather than it being a negative that children aren't eating veggies. It's that positivity that, you know, we're trying to create of including veggies in their diet um, and in including them in their favorite food. So it becomes the norm, it becomes exciting and it becomes acceptable and they realize that they are delicious. So um, it's just, you know, um, it's, re it's in recognizing the barriers that there are to eating vegetables currently and also the problems, but also just giving you some great recipe ideas that, um, you know, you can link into and, you know, hopefully try out at home so that you can kind of include those in your repertoire and they can become family favorites. And you know that, you know, you are including that sort of rainbow of vegetables in your children's diet um, with the selection of recipes too. Yes. Well, help us out here. Now, what are some of the easiest kid-friendly dishes to sneak some veggies into? Tell us, what's your inspiration? Help some parents out. Help some parents out. Well, I mean, I think uh, so. The, the classic tomato sauce recipe, which if you can 
then grate in your carrots and your zucchini and you can you know finely chop some mushrooms you don't need to grate if you've got a food processor um, this is a great tool too so you can blitz up all your veggies and then you put them into your classic tomato sauce or a hidden veggie tomato sauce or that meatballs. is that's what my parents used yes. to do for me apparently oh. 100% well, you put you put this in and then that's the base for your meatballs or that's the base for your, your lasagna or that's the base for your um, your pizza sauce. So it's kind of, it's a great one. It's like, it's almost like your mothership recipe that you can take off in multiple directions um, and you just know that that's going to be a really good recipe base to then, you know, sort of spice up or sort of add some herbs to or, you know, add some mince to or add some meatballs to and, you know, you've got something which, you know, you've got batch cooked in your freezer so which is good to go um also um I, as i keep mentioning the um the the, the this the cauliflower mac and cheese which is a go-to um but you know are using like like pizza recipes as well are fabulous and if you get kids um helping create their own pizzas and their own meals they you get and you put a sort of range of veggies out this is what we do actually in our um in our classes um we the pizza class we teach it's all veg. We um, include all vegetables um, to put on the toppings, and uh, you'd be surprised by how much you know how many people we get sort of um, saying, "Oh, where's the meat?" And then they make their pizzas, and you know we've got beautiful spinach and red onions and capsicums and and mushrooms, and people actually at the end of the class are like, "Oh, that was totally delicious." We don't feel like we've missed out, and so you know you can replicate the same at home making pizzas. And, you know, you give them a selection of veggies and you get them to choose the vegetables. So they're they're having a bit of fun. They can create pizza faces or, you know, they can, you know, be, you know, bring out their inner Italian or their inner Jamie, which is always a good thing because everyone loves a bit of Jamie. Um, and um, then they can create these beautiful dishes, um, which are vegetable packed and they've had total control over. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. And you, can, you can never start too young with getting kids in, involved in the kitchen. As you mentioned earlier, you, you've had children as early as uh, three, did you say, early choosing um, and helping prepare meals and, and understanding, I guess, um, and understanding food is a basis for healthy eating choices. This is something that you're mentioning before, which I think is, is so powerful. Um, yeah. I mean, so do you think overall then that, that getting children exploring and understanding that food is the basis for eating healthy choices is something that we should, we should be doing from an early age then? 100%. And, you know, sort of I think um, what we need to do as a country is realise the importance of food education. The onus isn't just on the parents. It needs to be, you know, in, this needs to be embraced in schools. It needs to be embraced across curriculums. It needs to be becoming the social norm again that, you know, food education is a priority because if you can't feed yourself and you can't feed your kids, then, you know, how are you supposed to function? And it's it's really sort of been taken away, um, yeah. which is why we exist as an organisation, because there's, there's a big missing skill gap um, of people who don't know how to cook from scratch. Everyone knows what they should be doing um, because you know, there's information everywhere. As we know, food is everywhere and there's food magazines, TV shows, which is starting MasterChef again. And so it's kind of, it's, it's in your face. It's, it's every day. Um, and, but if you don't have those skills and that knowledge to make those choices, but also make the food really delicious, um, then you're fighting a losing battle. So, 
you know, getting food education back on the menu, making it a priority. And, you know, so equipping the nation with those skills again, so that, you know, we eventually, you know, everyone has the ability and the knowledge and the skills to make those choices and empower their families and get everyone in in Australia cooking from scratch. Love it. Yeah, and helping with food prep um, can also help my, from my understanding, so help children understand the texture of the food by touching it and feeling it. Uh, just getting familiar with uh, with this, I guess, is the first step for introducing a new food to children. Would you say is is oh. once they actually understand that how a zucchini feels in, in a carrot and all those types of things? I, I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, 100%. It's, um, you know, getting them exposed to the ingredients so they know what a zucchini looks like. They know where it comes from, but they also get to sort of smell it, taste it in its raw state. They're like, okay, and maybe I don't like it in this raw state. This is, you know, it's going into a sauce. And this is what it tastes like when it's cooked. And it's, you know, getting that exposure so that they, you know, be, they become sort of so used to using these ingredients and mm. working with these ingredients, but also it just becomes very, acceptable that you know mm. of course I'm going to have zucchini in my pasta tonight mm. that's that's quite normal and it is totally delicious um so yeah the younger you can get kids in the kitchen helping with food prep getting them inspired um you know taking them on the journey with you and um I think you're going to set them up with amazing 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 skills for life you're going to um, equip them with basic nutrition knowledge and and you'll do that as a byproduct of exposing them to these amazing um, range of ingredients. Um, and, and, you know, you know that, you know, they're going to make those better choices and you're sending them off to school. You know, that, that means their lunchboxes will be better because they're more acceptable to fruits and vegetables. They're going to concentrate better at school and they're going to get better outcomes. And But equally, it's okay not to always be perfect. <laughs> And that's another thing. It's like, you know, I think there's so much pressure on parents now to have the perfect lunchbox, have the perfect diet, have, you know, and we, we're all humans and, yes. you know, it's okay sometimes to, you know, not do the perfect thing. But I think it's that sort of 80-20 rule of if you're Absolutely. instilling those positive habits and you, you educate kids about what's in food as well. So not just, you know, we've been talking today mainly about getting them eating fresh fruit and vegetables. But the other end of the spectrum is, you know, that the, the majority of food in supermarkets is processed or packaged. And it's getting them to understand what is in those packaged ingredients. And not everything is bad that's packaged, but it's just getting, you know, your older kids to understand, you know, when they're reading a label, why it, this might be good for you or why it might not be good for you. And sort of comparing that to something that's homemade or like a fresh ingredient so that they can kind of start to make those educated choices for themselves. So mm. it is, it's a total journey that you take your children on when you're teaching them about food um, and educating them about cooking. And it starts off with getting them sort of used to those different ingredients and excited about different ingredients. But equally, then you want to sort of educate them about the foods that are out there every day and making those smart choices, but also recognizing when something's a sometimes food and then recognizing when something's an everyday good to go food and you've got the green light to go and why it's a good food for you to go. Um, and, you know, what the positive um, outcomes will be from you eating those foods and ingredients. 
And to continue on from that, when we eat healthy food, naturally our body feels better. I, if I've had a big bowl of spinach soup, uh, my partner and I, we look at one another and we're like, oh, we can just feel that our body is going, thank you, thank you for all of this good stuff. So do you think it's equally important to educate children uh, to, to be aware of just how their bodies feel after eating healthy food as opposed to when they're eating things that are potentially full of preservatives and, and that sometimes food is, as you just referenced? Yeah, 100%. And I think it's it's just about the sort of the language you use around that because mm. um, the, um, you know, when you, when you are sort of educating about kids about sort of different foods, it can be, um, you know, um, you don't want to sort of make them feel like they're doing the wrong thing by eating certain things. It's, um, but, you know, we know that, I don't know about you, but I know that if I eat something sweet, I can feel like a sudden spike in heat in your body and you just, and it makes you feel quite odd if I eat something like really sugary. And, um, and, you know, it is important to explain kind of the sort of the highs and the lows that you get through eating sort of not nutrient dense food. Um, but equally it's kind of recognizing that it's okay to eat them sometimes. So it's kind of, it's that fine balance between not going, this is, you can't eat this ever. And, And then kind of go, it, it, this, this is, is an why I have a choice of saying, well, I, I don't like the way my body feels after eating that. I think I'll, I'll, and I know that if I eat an apple as opposed to a bag of chips, I feel better afterwards or what have you. So give them the choice of actually internalizing and going, I actually like how my body feels after eating something healthy. And it, this is just, I mean, do you find this as part of the education as well of what you guys do? Yeah. And, you know, we are, I mean, we are all about sort of cooking from scratch eating from the five main food groups and everything we do. Um, and so, you know, it is it is about how it makes, you know, your body feel um, and how, you know, you have total control then over what you're putting into your body, which is empowering for kids young and old and, yeah. and adults too. And, and, and so, you know, if you've got that knowledge and that education base, you can make those positive choices. But, um, you know, it is... Ultimately, it's kind of making making them, you know, feel like it's their choice too um, and not taking, you know, and yeah, totally, totally, totally agree. It, it's just, you know, sort of it is also kind of giving them that balance as well because of kids course. are kids and we're, we're not going to go away from, um, you know, the world that we're in at the moment. Um, but, you know, if you can get them sort of reaching for the apples and the carrots and the cucumbers, um, more of the time and they understand why that's a good choice um, and, you know, they can see the positive benefits of that, you know, 100% you're going to get more kids reaching for the apples and the celery, et cetera, um, than you are um, getting for the, sugar, going for the sugary snacks. And, you know, and if they, if they think they're going to run faster and actually they're not going to be hungry until lunchtime, they'll be like, oh, this, this is good because a lot of those snacks, you, you find that, you have them, they you feel good when you eat them, and then like about 10 minutes later, you're hungry again, aren't you? And so, and that and that's another thing, you know, especially as kids get older and they get more active, and especially with lots of sports, it's it's just making sure that you are giving them enough um to sustain them. And you know, we know that sort of eating whole grains and eating lots of fruit and vegetables is a great way of um providing you know, a good level of fiber in their diet, which helps, um, you know, helps to fill people up, but also, you mm. know, has all the other positive benefits too. 
Of course. And you know, when we're happy, of course, we eat more as well. So making food fun, no doubt, is a really easy way to help ki- uh, like get kids eating more vegetables and all of the good stuff. Um, and as you mentioned earlier, some of the ways you, you can get kids to have fun in the kitchen and to love their vegetables is doing things like, of course, grating them um, into just a bag bowl or uh, sausage rolls or even to make their own fresh juices and, um, and uh, whole fruits and those types of things as well is a really great way to get all their important nutrients. I love the fact that you mentioned about putting their own toppings um, onto the pizza, but in, into the pizza base, if you can, maybe even instead of hiding some of these other vegetables, there's so many creative ways of actually um, sort of getting the vegetables into um, into their little bodies. Just the last question I sort of had for you is what veggies do you think that we should always have in, in the fridge? Now that. Well, uh, it's sort of based on my answer from earlier. I don't think there's there's a, there's don't think there's a hard and fast rule of what you should always have in the fridge, because you need to be eating seasonally. So um, I would yes. say you should you know always have your staples like um, you know if you've always got onions and you've got your garlic and you've got carrots, um, you know they're they're and celery they're always good to have as your you know base level. But then make sure that everything else you're eating you are eating seasonally. There are certain root vegetables that taste a lot better in winter and then you've got you know your beautiful like tomatoes and cucumbers and zucchini which taste so much better in in spring and summer and then coming we you know we've just come out of autumn where mushrooms are fabulous and sort of having you know like a selection of mushrooms during autumn but making sure that you kind of mix up those ingredients and and eating seasonally and buying what's good and getting to know your greengrocer um if you've got a good greengrocer in your area um their knowledge is fabulous and they will be able to talk you through what's really good and where it's come from you know they'll be able to take you on that sort of journey and go actually yeah you should definitely be eating this right now because (laughs) you know it's in season it's fresh you know and and you know that when you smell ingredients when they're in season they smell like they should smell I know that sounds silly but they really do don't they so um you just need to have your fridge packed full of seasonally good ingredients um make sure you have your staples um on standby because you know, I, I can't forget the potato i'm english how did i forget the potato <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and then you know like in, in autumn as well you've got pumpkin as well so that's beautiful and autumn and winter you know you think of all those beautiful decadent pumpkin recipes you know roasting pumpkin you can have pumpkin mash the pumpkin soups there's so many ways you can do pumpkin making pump we've got a great three ways with pumpkin recipe where you make fritters you make a pasta and you make a beautiful hummus so you know there's multiple things you can do with vegetables um possibilities are endless but eating seasonally is so important it's going to taste better going to cost less and and hopefully will inspire your kids and your family to eat more of them which is what we want Absolutely. Well, I've loved our chat today. If you were to summarise any key messages for parents to take away from our chat today, what would they be? Um, getting kids eating the plenty of vegetables is obviously a challenge. However, getting them involved in the kitchen if, um, and getting them part of the cooking process is one of the key ways to inspire them to eat more vegetables. Um, get them involved in the process, as I just said. And um, if you're struggling, we've got some great tips on how to hide those veggies in the family favorite recipes, which is, you know, always 
always good to have some of those hints and tips up your sleeve. But what I would say, one of the most important things is to eat seasonally, eat the rainbow, eat what's good, eat what it's going to be more nutritionally better for you nutritionally, it's going to taste better, and it's going to cost less. So um, eat that rainbow, you know, get the kids in the kitchen. And you know, use some of our handy hints and tips on recipes for hiding those veggies too. And they will become your family favorites. And whereabouts can they find you guys if they want some more information? And um, if you go onto our website, which is www.thegoodfoundation.com.au, and you'll be able to find out about our program. So it's got details about our Jamie's Ministry of Food program and our Jamie Oliver's Learn Your Fruit and Veg program. And um, we would love to hear from you. There's an expressions of interest page. If you'd like to learn more about our programs, we deliver um, a lot virtually now as well. So we can come to your community um, with this wonderful Zoom functionality and zoom into your classrooms or your community center. And um, we also have um, face-to-face deliveries in um, up in Queensland. And, you know, we have the ability to come to your school or your community in other areas of the country too. So we look forward to hearing from you. And, you know, we we want to um, transform Australian communities um, by inspiring them and empowering them with these back-to-basics cooking skills. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for your time today, Siobhan. We'll have all of those um, links in the show notes. Uh, Look forward to chatting again soon, but until then, take care and stay safe. Thank you for having me on. Bye. Bye. I'm Rachel Monteleone and you've been listening to Kittypedia, the podcast. You can have full access to Kittypedia by visiting our website at kittypedia.com.au or following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We're all here to help make the world a better place for our children and for generations to come. You can start today by helping us reach other parents by going to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you for listening, and be sure to give my love to the kids.